Hey there, mall rats. Welcome to Gem Girls Podcast, where we normally rip into Gem and the holograms and other crappy 80s cartoons. Today, however, we're taking a break from our regularly scheduled programming to talk about the movie Chopping Mall, nay, Killbots, which Wikipedia describes as an 80s-era science fiction comedy horror. And we'll get more into why calling it a comedy is a bit of a stretch, but mm-hmm. uh, for now, we will give you a brief lowdown, very lowdown, like Shorty got lowdown, on this piece <laughs> of high art cinema. Chopping Mall is about a group of young shopping mall employees who stay behind for a late night party in one of the stores. When the mall goes on lockdown before they can get out, the robot security system malfunctions and goes on a killing spree. Wow. Wow. I hate when that happens. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know. Like, it's a, it's, I'm pretty sure most, you know, mass shooter events in the United States are malfunction killer robots, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you could call incels that. Right, right. They're just malfunctioning robots. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this movie was produced by Julie Corman, uh, whose name might sound familiar to to you because she it does not but go on (laughs) because she shares a last name with roger corman who she is the wife of and who also produced the hot mess of a movie previously discussed on our podcast slumber party massacre do you remember now i do i do that's a hot reference also julie corman is a wifer for slifer for roger corman yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) apparently Julie Corman had a deal with Vestron Pictures. Never heard of them. To, Sounds kind of cool, though. Yeah, right? Like, what's a Vestron? I don't know. A, a, like a, a vest-based robot? <laughs> a robot with a sweater vest. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> to produce a horror movie set in a shopping mall. Who knows why we needed that? Yeah. But anyway, she came on board, and um, Jim Wynorski who has since directed a number of movies such as Cleavage Field and The Pear Wedge Project, which are obviously spoofs of Cloverfield and Blair Witch. Yeah, I love Bear Wedge Project. It's pretty good. (laughs) We should watch it. We really should. Go on. He agreed to write Chopping Mall for cheap, so long as he could also direct the movie. Alongside Stephen Mitchell, Jim Wynorski wrote the story in 24 Hours, um, how many of those hours were spent on cocaine, you ask? The answer is definitely all of them. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, we didn't have to do any background research for that. <laughs> we just know, you know? Yeah, we know. Uh, the actual script, though, took about a month to write. Not that you could tell. Uh, <laughs> undoubtedly also fueled by substance abuse. And this star studded with nobody's film hit theaters on March 21st, 1986. So you know it is 80s as hell. Uh, the movie was originally released as Killbots, but that name was changed because no one wanted to pay money to something they could tell was pure bullshit from the name. So they re-released it as Chopping Mall, apparently a name suggested by a janitor. And as you'll see, custodial staff are the only saving grace to this movie. I mean, okay, I just feel like the name Chopping Mall is not even accurate to what this movie is about and what happens. Oh yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But anyway, did Chopping Mall do better under a different moniker? Not really. Most of the people who went to see it, though, thought it was about professional chefs competing in a suburban mall food court, uh, which is definitely an alternative fact. I I, kind of like the premise of that movie better. That could be kind of fun. (laughs) 
And, uh, you know, as you can probably guess, the movie didn't do too hot at the box office. I'm pretty shocked that it made it to the box office to begin mm-hmm. with. It was a box. It, <laughs> it was a box in an office. <laughs> And when it hit VHS, that's when the movie was embraced, quote unquote, according to the director. And by embraced, I'm sure he meant hate watched and ridiculed by uppity millennials 30 years later, which of course means the same thing. Yes, obviously. I also love when I was doing my quote unquote research, Mm -hmm. I found all the same factoids because obviously we both just read the Wikipedia page (laughs) and looked at that. Yeah, I mean... Because that is, that is how we do on Gem Girls Podcast. But also, that's just, like, how much respect this piece of work deserves. I agree. Now, let's get a choppin' to the choppin' mall. <laughs> chip-chop. No, that's chip. not a word. Chop-chop. <laughs> chop, there you go. Chip-chop, chip-chop. Oh, damn it. Um. Okay, so we're here. We're in the movie. Um, we open to some guys stealing jewels from a shopping mall storefront. This guy, right, I right. felt like, kind of looked like a raggedy Ben Stiller. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I see that. I think he might have just had black hair, but whatever. <laughs> no, I think he was blonde. It was more about his essence than his hair color, Michael. Oh, he had the essence of Stiller. I didn't notice. I apologize. <laughs> And basically, a, ro- a robot tells him to stop and surrender. Uh, the guy shoots him. The robot chases after him. It turns out it's some production video. Um, By a- it's a Securetronics production. <laughs> right? And at the end of this video, the guy is neutralized with some sort of string that knocks him out. I don't know. Oh, dude, it's like, it's like a taser situation. It's like one of those tasers that kind of shoot out. And like, yeah, he likes electrocuted. Uh, I also like how they really establish in this scene how very clampy the robots are. They got these clamps. They're always <laughs> clamping around. Always clamping around, but they don't really use them a lot. They just like clack them together. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's almost like their version of like snaps or, you know, just like I'm coming to get you. I'm clamping. <laughs> I'm clamping at the bit. The robots themselves look like children's toys. Do they look like Alpha from Power Rangers on, like, the Mars rover? <laughs> like, a bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had, like, a tank wheel type situation. Like, traction. Right. Whatever yeah. With, with like, yeah, but, like, saucer heads and these little tiny, like, skinny clamp arms. <laughs> They also moved very slowly, but very slowly. But yeah, we'll we'll get more into that as it comes. Uh, and so, so yeah, so this is a Securetronics production. Yes. And uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, there is some sort of press conference going on for this uh, like new mall security thing. I'd never heard of that happen. <laughs> But um, I like how the, the, the announcer was like, that ends the video portion of the presentation. And I'm like, I love it when there are portions to presentations, you know? <laughs> I mean, you don't also have like a shitty PowerPoint segment because it was before PowerPoint, you know? Right, 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 right. So they move into the Q&A portion uh, for the, I think it's the Protector like 1010 series robot. Yeah, like some stupid shit like that. Some shit like that. And these um, people are, um, they're asking questions. Somehow the guy running the Q&A knows everyone's name because yes. uh, Dr. 
Corrington, Carrington asked the question. Yes. And I'm like, how does he how does he know who this guy is? Yeah, so I just want to give a shout out to this guy's name, who's a, whose name is Stan Simon. So Oh nice. <laughs> so you, you know he's well, kinda evil. Yeah, we know he's kinda evil. Um Stan Simon is given this giving this pre- presentation and he has kind of this gaggle of gaggle of wenches who unveil the robots. Um, so he does seem kind of evil to me. Uh, true, but are we Stan Simon Stans? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Because I, I do like, um, I like uh, an evil guy with, you know, babes and evil robots. That's kind of, that's a fun look. Yeah. I feel like that's the 80s, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the 80s in a nutshell. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and as this uh, unveiling of the robot protector series, whatever, whatever, we do have this, like, like these two sassy, <laughs> like, it's a couple, it's a pair, like, apparently their names are Mr. and Mrs. Bland. Uh, Paul Bland and Mary Bland. Wait, they're married? I thought it was some bitchy woman and her gay best friend. Dude, I also <laughs> thought they were, like, their mutual beards. Gay best friend, <laughs> lesbian woman, and they're in some sort of symbiotic beardage. Uh, because <laughs> straight people, one can't be this, like, you know, bitchy to, like, inanimate objects. Uh, <laughs> and two, they were both giving me mad homo vibes. Uh, yeah, for sure. The one of them, uh, among many other catty comments, is, like, the one in the middle has an unpleasant ethnic quality. Right, 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 right. Um, which is, like... First of all, it's a fucking robot. Yeah, um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a robot. It's like, what kind of unpleasant ethnic quality are you talking about, sir? I know, right? Like, they all three of them look the same. I think he was just saying it to be a bitch, which makes oh, him Oh, Hondo P, just a bitchy gay comment. <laughs> One week from tonight, at closing, the protectors will begin their patrol of the mall. Paul, they look like the Three Stooges. Each assigned to one of the three upper shopping levels. I don't know, Mary. The one in the middle has an unpleasantly ethnic quality. Uh, apparently, though, another little factoid for you. The actors who did this ad-libbed most of their parts, which I feel like... Eh, you get the, yeah, you kind of <laughs> get the sense of that, that being a fact. Yeah, and they were not particularly skilled at improv. Yeah, some other lines are like okay, but I again I think the only reason I found them okay was because like they were so gay about it. It was just like these were the queer characters I could like you know resonate with. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so Doctor Carrington, who you already mentioned, asks a question, which is a pretty important question. He asks, "What do your machines do besides kill criminals?" Right. Right. Um, right. And Simon is just like, no, they don't kill them. They neutralize them. And then we send them to the police. Um, And, like, this whole scene is meant to establish that these robots are safe. That nothing bad could happen. Um, Obviously, that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of exposition and, like, setting up the parameters of the narrative. You know, these robots... They're going to come in here and be mall security. I also think it's weird that there's a whole press conference for mall security. (laughs) And it seems like having a mall security guard would be cheaper than three robots in a command center. I know. But whatever. But whatever. 
Uh, and then they also point out that, yeah, with this new system, the whole mall will go on lockdown right at like 10 o'clock and it won't <laughs> open up until 6 in the morning. So even if someone did get inside, they couldn't leave and they'd be trapped with the robots or some reason. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we also learn that they do their work in the mall proper, not in the stores themselves, um, which doesn't really seem to apply. Oh, yeah, that has literally no bearing on the story later. Uh, <laughs> that's totally dropped as a plot point entirely. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, Stan Harris, or what was, what was his name? Stan Simon. Stan Simon. Stan Simon, sorry. <laughs> Stan Simon ends his spiel with nothing can go wrong, and then we cut to the credits like Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall, and we got very intense synth music. Yeah, yeah. Very intense synth music and very intense fucking making out in this mall, dude. Everyone's fucking snogging in this mall. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty steamy. I'm not going to say hot, but it was steamy. Oh, it was not hot. I'm not even going to say steamy. Uh, <laughs> it was off-putting. There was also this weird scene with, like, a kid, like, a little boy with an ice cream cone and in an elevator and then like everyone goes into the elevator then gets off and then the little boy is just standing there covered in ice cream like this movie was an hour and 16 minutes long i just (laughs) question why that was even a part of it uh on that same tangent there's then a parade of like models and swimsuits (laughs) and i was like what mall are we at here i don't know but apparently the movie Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger was also filmed at the same mall. Oh, same with Fast Times at Richmond High. Yes. I mean, we're It was a Sherman Oaks Galleria, baby. Yeah, we're <laughs> dropping knowledge from that one Wikipedia article. Yeah, very true. Uh, same sources. Hashtag same sources. Also, though, I think at some point in this scene, we see a dude uh, shoplift like some music or, like at a record store. And that is Rodney Eastman, who later went on to star <laughs> in A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, as well as A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. <laughs> this is not a fact that anyone needs to know. I just, you know what? It's like some 80s movie <laughs> trivia, 80s horror movie trivia. Uh, he was uncredited as record shoplifter. Um, Have you seen either of those movies? I have seen both of those movies multiple times. Thank you very much. I know Rodney Eastman is. Okay, I thought you... (laughs) I thought you just saw a random name on the Wikipedia article and clicked on it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I went back to the Wikipedia article and then clicked on it. So I was like, who the fuck is Rodney Eastman again? (laughs) Rodney Eastman. That's kind of a hot name. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Just the name Rod. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Rod, Rod Eastman. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Rod Eastman. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, he plays Joey in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4, who I think is like he's mute for a while in the movie. I forget what his whole vibe is. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that movie in a while. That being said, though, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is actually one of the only good Nightmare on Elm Streets. 1 and 3 are very good, both directed mm. by Wes Craven. Okay, well, shout out to Wes. Yeah, it was my boy Craven. Craven's some Craven. <laughs> I'm Craven. Uh, some Craven. <laughs> 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 I'm 
That's I, so I actually, craven. yeah, that's yeah. He's also dead, so it makes it extra craven. Um, <laughs> I also watched Scream like two days ago, uh, and brought up how Nightmare on Elm Street Two is one of the gayest movies ever. Okay, okay. That'll but be it's, that'll be. It's a bad for, movie though. Oh, terrible movie. Very very bad, but <laughs> undoubtedly hella gay. It to the point that there's actually been documentaries made about how gay it was. Uh, the lead character later came out as gay, despite the fact that you thought he was during the whole movie. Uh, can very... I've also... I listen, I was present at a university panel series where they described Freddy Krueger was a stand-in for AIDS in that movie, which I think holds water. Uh, and my last point on this will be... <laughs> You're going all <laughs> over the place here. <laughs> Really yeah. throwing some random facts. I don't know. Yeah, you get me started on Nightmare on Street 2, the gayest movie in the world, and I really can't stop, <laughs> like, spewing shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think there, there's also... Oh, yeah, there's a whole... They go to a leather, like, fetish bar at some point in that movie, and one of the characters gets is killed by Freddy. It's like the, the coach who's killed in a shower, in a, a gym locker shower, in a bondage like, element-type situation. Anyways, the fucking movie's hella gay. That's all I gotta say about it. Okay, wow. Um, that was a lot. That was, yeah, that was, that was a whole lot. Less gay is Chopping Mall. Though, although, I'll find some queer moments, don't you worry. Uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it, that's debatable. I feel like it's similar to the one, be, uh, Slumber Party Massacre, in that the, the men are kind of useless. Oh, really? I feel like the men get, are given a little bit more agency in badass moments than the women. That's true. But I think this, the true star of the show was a woman. Yeah, but I mean, that's a horror movie, like, you know, trope of the final girl. That's true. I don't and watch enough of these. You really don't. And that's and she's, as we'll get to, she's really only like, you know, the quote unquote, the final because bitch never gets laid as far as we know. And as we mm. as we do know, sin in a horror movie gets it killed. And these robots are sin bots. They got the whole sin, the sin sense, if you will. Wow. Okay. So before we get too ahead of ourselves, um, we cut to a diner in the mall uh, where two of the main characters work. Yeah, you got Suze and Allison. Uh, and I wanna I wanna give a, a brief note on the casting of Allison because I fucking hate her. Uh, but apparently the director, Winorski, says it's Kelly Maroney, who is Allison, the, uh, the main person, the final girl, that he wanted to cast her because he had seen her in a couple of things and wanted to date her. Don't understand why. Uh, so he figured the best way to make that happen was put her in a movie, and she apparently replaced another actress who didn't want to do sexual things. Uh, so they took her out because she didn't want to do anything sexually. Allison also does nothing sexual in this movie, so I don't yeah, know what the what? problem was. She uh, was pretty covered throughout. Like, I never yeah. even saw her arms. Exactly. Bitch was wearing multiple layers. She had a sweater and then a long sleeve shirt underneath. Anyways, so Kelly Maroney got the, the role of Allison. All you gotta know with uh, Suze and ugly girl Allison is... Suze wants Allison to come to this party. It's going to be happening at one of the stores in the mall, and she's going to set her up. And Allison, as a lame wad, is very much like, I don't know, no, 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 no. I wear double sweaters. 
Um, so, yeah, this whole scene, like, they're basically being incompetent waitresses. But, like, there's also some, like, random fat phobia, too. They're basically like, oh, yeah, some slob in the corner is eating a shit ton of food. They call him um, an orca, actually. They call him an yeah, orca. Yeah, like, <laughs> orca. They call him an orca, but they also say he's always trying to snag some skin. <laughs> uh, which is hella gross. And he also looks like, you know, you know, like a, like a slob. Uh, yeah. And... I, I was I was a little bit fine with the with the fat phobia because he was obviously you know manhandling these women so I, I feel like you can make fun of someone if they're groping you oh yeah for sure for sure for sure um so yeah basically uh Susie is inviting Allison to this party um meanwhile we cut to a scene with a lightning storm which is somehow relevant to everything that happens although yeah it's a very it's a very sinister thunderstorm you know what i mean it's like the music's there you're like oh my god this storm is evil somehow uh and that's what that's what leads to these robots they're in their command center to having some sort of like malfunction yeah uh Lightning shouldn't do that, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't, like, transform the programming of... I don't even know if they're AI, really. Of any... any Really anything. Maybe it'll turn them off briefly. That's the best lightning I think would do. Fry their circuits or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, though, it changes their programming to, ev- to basically seek out all sin in whatever form... Because this scientist in this uh, command center is looking at porn, and that <laughs> triggers the robot's sin sense, which is VJV, uh, by which I mean very Jason Voorhees, uh, because that's like classic horror movie. The, the killer seeks out and responds to any sinful act. Hmm. That's very profound. Uh, also, VJV TM, po- copyright pending. I wrote Jesus it. I, I wrote it in my notes as I was watching it, and I was like, "VJV, what the fuck do I mean?" I was like, "Oh, right, very Jason Voorhees, obviously." <laughs> that whole thing went whoosh right over my head, but I'll take your word for it, dude. You don't know Jason Voorhees? No. Wow. I didn't. Was- I didn't know. I didn't know we were starting at base level with your like horror movie education, education. Uh, Jason Voorhees is... Oh, like Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, so he's from the Friday the 13th um, series. And as everyone will know from the opening of Scream, Jason Voorhees is actually the killer who came out in Friday, Friday the 13th 2. The original killer was his mother. Uh, oh. And yeah, he's the one who wears the hockey mask and a machete. Right, of course, of course. Of course, Jason VJV, bro. <laughs> there aren't enough mother murderers. True, like, but the ones that we do have are pretty primo. True, like who? Well, I mean, she doesn't necessarily count as like maybe necessarily a murderer, but the mom in uh, Mother Dearest, or Mommy Dearest, I should say. Oh, like, yes, That course. bitch is fucked up. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, I've got Mama Voorhees as well. Uh, who else? Who else kind of... There are others. There are others. I just can't quite think of them right now. Oh, the, um, Billy Loomis's mom in Scream 2. Murderer. Okay. Uh, and they're, they're generally driven by the loss of their child, which I think 
I mean, it's a little bit problematic to like, you know, the, a woman goes crazy at the loss of their child kind of thing. It's also like a... But I do like the almost righteous rage of like, yo, I lost my child. I'm going to murder y'all. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fair. Eye for an eye or whatever. Or eye it's for gen- multiple eyes. Yeah, it's more of an eye for multiple <laughs> eyes situation. Oftentimes the people getting murdered had nothing to do with the original scenario. If I can't be happy, no one can be happy, okay? Right, which I resonate with. <laughs> so anyway, um, this scientist guy who was eating a donut um, and like no, 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 jacking not... off. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was jacking off. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. You're right. Go on. Well, he had a donut there that was half eaten. That's true. Uh, that's, true that's true. This is mildly relevant um, <laughs> later. <laughs> so yeah, basically we cut to the furniture store. And there's this one guy named Michael Brannett who looks like a fucking rapist. Dude, yeah. Uh, like a Neanderthalic <laughs> rapist. Yeah. Um, I call him Chad because at the beginning, for like the longest time, I didn't know his name. Neither did I. I was calling him Brent for a while. Apparently his <laughs> name is Michael or Mike. And I had no idea. I was like, the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's, I, think, I think it's Mike Brennan or Mike Brent or something like that. Yeah, Brannett. Uh, yeah, and then so we got, uh, we got Neanderthal rapist Mike, uh, <laughs> we got some guy with fucking teeth, and that's the only way I described him, <laughs> he just had some, some bean teeth energy going on, uh, I think his name is Greg, Greg, it, sure, something forgettable, out. whatever, yeah, uh, it, he could really be anyone, he could be anyone, some white dude with brown hair, uh, and then we also get the nerd guy whose name is Ferdy, Freddy sounds more like a name. I thought it was Freddy originally, but apparently it's Ferdy. Who, TBH, I got. Th- I thought Ferdy was kind of cute. Yeah, Ferdy was cute. Ferdy and, like, the other guy who was in this for some fucking reason. Um, but, yeah, Ferdy, I think his, da- his dad owns the furniture store or something. His uncle, his, his uncle, his uncle. His uncle, because um, he seems to be the more responsible one out of them. And Chad. He's also, he's also the nerd. He's also the nerd. Yeah, he's also the nerd. And Chad, the rapist, is like, come on, let's go to this party. Like, just hang loose, man. Your uncle ain't gonna know diddly. Um, actual quote. Right, uh, right, right, right. And the nerd guy is like, I don't know. I have to find this lady's fuchsia. Um, being a real nerd about it. Uh, and yeah, the party is happening in this furniture store, which is Ferdy's uncle's place of business. And I'm pretty sure they kind of say later, the only reason they kind of wanted to invite Ferdy is to like implicate him in the, you know, the, the, the crime. So being him being at the party, they couldn't rat on them later, which I think is actually right. kind of sly. Yeah, that is very sly, but also very sad. Yeah, very sad. Like, you know, Ferdy. Um, so Mr. Rapist Man is like, I'm going to find Leslie and then does like a vulgar humping movement. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also which... alludes to like needing to have clean sheets, which yeah. I was like, what is happening at this fucking party? <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. So basically we cut to a young couple outside in a truck, in the, a mechanics the truck. truck. Yeah, the truck bears the name R&L Automotive. Uh, yes. Which I think their names are actually like Rick and like Lisa or something. So I think that's where they come yeah, from. Yeah, some bullshit like that. Linda. Some bullshit. Linda, 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 Linda. Yeah, yeah. And Linda's cool because she knows about cars. 
Yeah, and she can fix the car better and faster than her husband. Um, Their whole vibe was a little bit off, at least in this opening scene. I was like, this bitch definitely pegs this boy, like 100%. I know. Uh, I didn't know. What like, she, he yeah. was giving me Peggy Hill vibes. <laughs> JPEG Mafia. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, so... Yeah, the, their whole vibe is weird, but I guess she's, like, kind of cool, kind of masculine because she can fix a car or some shit. Right, right. And it turns out they're also going to this party, which was confusing to me because, like, if they're married, like, they must be in their 20s or something. These kids at the party seemed like they were 16. Yeah, yeah. Also, the dude Rick or whatever the fuck. I, I call them Rick, Billy, and Will all throughout this fucking thing. <laughs> Never got a handle on his name. Uh, he looks like he might be 40 or something, or at least like 30. Uh, that being said, though, he did give me some like light John Stamos vibes. Yeah, he was kind of attractive. He was, he was, he was. Um, and for whatever reason, they also want to go to this party, I guess, basically just to have sex with each other. Because uh, the scene ends with this, and I, I, I reversed it a couple times to understand what was happening because Linda like, throws lingerie at Rick, because Rick is like, why are we going to this fucking party? And I was also like, yes, please answer this question. <laughs> uh, and Linda's like, well, I guess I won't need this, and throws, like, a, I don't know, a lingerie set at him, and then says, like, or will I? And that's what gets Rick going or starts to call or whatever. And I was just very confused. Like, <laughs> what lingerie is this? Why can't you do this at home? Yeah, why does she need to go to a furniture store around a bunch of children? Yeah, yeah. Their motivation was off. I, I don't know. Maybe they were supposed to be a lot younger. I have no idea. I have no idea either. I'm not even going to think about it. Um, so we No one else did, the- so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so we cut back to the mall, and there's an announcement that the mall is going to close in 20 minutes. Um, so Michael Brannett sneaks up on Leslie... Uh, from behind by grabbing her tits. Uh, and he says he can't wait for tonight. Right. And this is, yeah. And this is where the stern old gentleman says, you can't wait for what Michael (laughs) and me stone taking notice of this movie was like, what? There's so much I can't wait for. Uh, (laughs) That's also when I realized, Oh, he was hella creepy. There's hell. He was hella creepy. Uh, his name was Mr. Todd or something to that effect. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> Mr. Todd? <laughs> when did they say that? Dude, I... It's very, very likely I made that up. Uh, I was just very taken aback. I was like, oh my god. Like, he said my name. <laughs> oh my god. Like, oh my I god. don't have the most common <laughs> male name ever. Uh, you know what? I'm a celebrity and everyone knows me. So whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, this guy came out of the fucking shadows... Um, and I guess he's this girl's dad. Something like that. Also the owner of another store. They have a whole fucking scene about it. I don't know. It's really not important. Uh, and throughout this whole thing, throughout like the entire time he's on the screen, this fucking Chad guy is chewing gum. Dude, Which don't, just makes uh, me think of cocaine or like amphetamines of sorts. Yeah, that and like just, uh, yeah, like flagrant <laughs> douchebaggery. You know, like when someone like when someone just chews gum in your face, and you're like, "Why are you doing this?" 
like, can you not? Yeah. Swallow that shit or something. Yeah, swallow, spit it, close your mouth. All good options. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, basically, um, the girl covers for Chad, whatever the fuck his name is, and says, like, he couldn't, he actually couldn't wait to go to Susie's for her birthday party. Right, right, Um, right, right, right. And he, like, the dad obviously doesn't buy this shit, but he leaves her be anyway. Like, and I, I, had a, us. I had a moment for this dad, Mr. Todd. Cause I was like, I think this is something like, yeah, parents, particularly male parents definitely go through with daughters of like, they leave them with this jabroni motherfucking <laughs> Brent, whatever his name is. <laughs> and it's like, I know exactly who the fuck you are. And I know exactly what the fuck you're going to try to do with my daughter. And now I got to leave. Like, I want to murder you. Yeah, for sure. And, like, uh, he does not seem like an upstanding young lad in the slightest. Zero percent. Zero percent. Boy has a body, though, as we'll see later. I'll give him that. Yeah, he does. But, like, uh, everything else gets in the way for me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A uh, little bit of a butterface. I'll give. I'll say that. Uh, and then we get to, we be cut away from this bullshit. I think we have a, a moment with Susie and uh, the troll final girl, Allison, <laughs> uh, and I like Susie says to like to her like oh don't you like you know don't you deserve a blowout and I was like does she Susie does she deserve a blowout I don't think she does no I don't think she does what has she done to deserve one yeah yeah she doesn't deserve a blowout doesn't deserve to be given a blowout uh she can get out she can get out of here that's fine <laughs> well the girl the two girls seem to have some sort of thing going on in my opinion what do you mean thing I don't know, like, maybe they fucked a couple times. Really? I don't know. I was just trying to make it more interesting <laughs> watching it. Fair, 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 fair. I think uh, they, like, stood close together at one point, and it's like, oh. Okay. Oh, they, oh, 100%. Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, fair. That's me with literally everything. So the girls, uh, yeah, go into the furniture store and then we cut to some other dude in the command center. He's coming in with a lab coat, kind of a dingus, right, talking right, some right. straight up nonsense. Uh, he realizes the other guy isn't in the room any- anymore. And then he just like picks up his leftover don- half-eaten donut and just like gobbles it in one bite. It's, um, a, it's, it's a half-eaten Twinkie and he says, waste not, want not. Followed by having mad sniffles. And this is, to me, the infamous Twinkie scene. Where it's like, is a Twinkie supposed to be a stand-in for cocaine here? Oh, right. This whole reason why we're watching this Exactly. We are coming full eyeball, baby. This is the reason we're here. Oh, my God. It was such a subtle moment I barely realized or, like, saw him sniffle. So the thing is, as I was rewatching it, I watched the scene and then I, I don't know, I got trapped in a mind warp and had to re- like reverse it because I didn't like actually watch anything. Uh, and then I, you know, watched it again and I was like, oh, maybe I was reading a little bit too much into this cocaine yeah, Twinkie I, scene. But I he, do- so. he does sniffle. He does sniffle more than a few times. And I mean, there was there are choices there, baby. Yeah, there were choices and none of them were good. Um, but while he's sitting there kind of like reading some random ass book, I didn't clock the title. Um, the robots turn on and off and like, he kind of suspects something. 
but isn't really sure. Um, and then there's a scene, like this part where the phone rings for no reason. There's I mean, a few like... of those in this movie, actually. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like, please just kill him. And thankfully, the robot <laughs> does. Yeah, they do. A, they got a hook in the back of his head. And actually, so this is more evidence of my theory. And by theory, I mean proven fact of the Twinkie <laughs> being a stand-in for cocaine because the robots... Uh, react to any sinful acts and fear he was being kind of gluttonous because i think his like his intro line was like oh i ate so much now i'm gonna eat some more waste not want not could be interpreted as that glutton being Mm. one of the seven deadly sins but i was like oh he did a bunch of cocaine just now robots hate that that's why he got murdered (laughs) i never do that i never do robots hate cocaine oh you didn't know that about robots <laughs> yeah you have like no robot friends it's really weird no i know i know i know i need to like have more diversity in yeah, my social yeah, life. yeah exactly it's like oh you know i'm black i can just have a bunch of white friends doesn't work like that oh my god <laughs> don't call a bitch out like that that was maybe like the most real harshest thing I've ever said to you. I know I have too many white friends. I need to get rid of some of you. You really you give give a few the snip. If it's gotta be me, it's gotta be me. <laughs> um, no, we gotta stay together for the kids. And the true, kids being true. our one listener. Yeah, our bo- our boy Gem Boy. That's that's our boy Gem Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B J B. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. oh. J O O B J B. I fuck. I don't know. That's not our boy J. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, we cut to the furniture furniture store where some people are dancing, and like the one bitch, I don't know what, like one of the many white ones, um, was dancing so badly, but she was getting her life. Yeah, she was, like, doing her thing. And also, this, like, what the fuck is this party? It's literally just people <laughs> making out or having sex. And then again, I was like, can't they all just do this at home? I know. Why do they need to be here? They they, they didn't. Uh, this is also where we get the initial meeting of Ferdy and Allison, who are kind of paired together as the two nerds. Um, I hate them together. I think Ferdy needs a good older daddy type to really, like, work out that hole. But that's just me. Yeah, you got that vibe from him? I think, like, look, I'm not saying Ferdy is necessarily gay. I do think Ferdy would take a dick and like it. I could see that. He was cute, though. He was definitely, like, the best-looking one out of all of them. Right. I 100% agree, which I thought was weird they characterized him. Well, no, Rick was conventionally attractive. Yeah, Rick was good-looking. Um, So... Yeah, there's a lot of making out. Michael and Leslie are fucking, fucking each other only. They like fight and have sex. It seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, everyone's like kind of doing that. So this whole furniture king party. That's actually where it's happening, by the way. I want to give a shout out to some of the like, the storefront names throughout this. We're at, <laughs> we're at furniture king. We previously just saw like Shavik's or Shavrick's jewelers. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, then we go back to Furniture King. Suze is humming while she's stripping, which is a, that's a choice. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really weird. Uh, and then we cut to um, Neanderthal rapist and whoever his girlfriend is. 
Uh, I don't know. I really don't know anymore. I straight up do not know her name, but she has this line where it looks like she, like Neanderthal rapist is gonna go down on her, and she says like I don't do that. And I was like, bitch, you don't like it? you don't like getting eaten out? What? Yeah, right. I was so confused by that. I was like, maybe it was like a butthole situation, but even then, like you're not the one licking it. Who cares? Yeah, I. I... <laughs> Questions abound, but in the meantime, the robots are dispatched and start roaming the halls while the kids are playing. And each robot is going to a different floor of the mall. So there are three robots. Not that it matters. It don't. Uh, We do see the Sterling janitor getting electrocuted, who I was sad to see go. I really liked him. Uh, (laughs) He was fun. He was fun. No opinion. I liked him. I liked him. He was kind of a dick. He was a little bit like, yo, hey, I'm walking here. Uh, it was, he, he had his moments. Yeah. Um, the other janitors, like, make fun of him, though, for being in the mall, like, cleaning up. Um, which was sad, because, you know, he didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't like to see janitor on janitor tension. Um <laughs> I prefer a unified custodial front. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I've said that multiple times. It's, uh, words, those are words to live by. And I do, I truly do. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, after a silly janitor gets killed, who I think is the third kill thus far, uh, Whatever the bitch in bed with Neanderthal rapist, whatever her name is, she does have some iconic lines because she's basically like, yo, go buy me a pack of smokes. And he's like, oh, I have like some camels here. And she's like, I only smoke virgin lights. Uh, Yes. Which I love because I also, I'm I'm a light virgin, you know, I'm a virgin light. Uh, And then, I don't know, he makes, you know, Neanderthal rapist makes some other comment and she's basically like, when I'm happy, everybody's happy and i was like whoa same girl yeah she's uh kind of a bridezilla but like not just on her wedding day like mm-hmm, every day mm-hmm. just as a um but like yeah she whips him into shape he goes to get her some fucking cigarettes from a machine outside in the mall only cost a dollar 25 yeah but he's appalled at the price right 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 uh, this is also and where we get to... he's still chewing gum. He's still chewing gum. Yeah, that's probably why she didn't want him to eat her out, because, like, no one likes a gummy vagina. <laughs> You'd end up just chewing her walls instead. Or, like, the, the, like, the piece would get caught in a flap, and, like, you know, that's a whole situation. <laughs> a flap. <laughs> I don't know what vaginas look like or how they operate. That's so funny. Um, so, yeah, he is at the cigarette machine, um, and he hears, like, noises around him, he hears the door shut, The, the phone around. rings as well, it's for, it's, it's for Jamal, uh, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck is calling the mall for Jamal, and why he would pick it up, but whatever. Well, Jamal lives in the mall, because of oh, the it's Jamal, it's Mall Jamal. Mall <laughs> Jamal. I forgot, sorry, that was a stupid question. Of course. Um, and then the robot comes up to him and asks for ID, which they've all been given so that the robot doesn't neutralize them. Um, and the so robot- this is this is where he says, and at what, I think around this point, I started putting on subtitles because I didn't know who, what the fuck anyone was saying. 
but he has this line saying Klatu Verat or Barata Niktu. And I was like, the fuck is that? I assumed it was Latin. Apparently, that is a phrase that originated in the 1951 science fiction film The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, an alien character says it to like a robot or something like that. And I've heard some people say it's the one of the most, and by heard some people say, I mean read on the internet, uh, one of the most <laughs> famous comments in science fiction or commands in science fiction or the most famous phrase ever spoken by an extraterrestrial. Uh, that is not true. That's true. I feel like E.T. Phone Home was probably the most Yeah, iconic. exactly. Yeah, Are you yeah, kidding yeah, yeah, yeah. me? But I just want to give some credit to Mike. He's obviously a nerd, so work, you know? Work, girl. So basically, like, Neanderthal rapist dude shows the robot his ID. The robot is not happy with it, and he gets shot and then choked. Yeah, yeah. He gets his throat sliced, as we'll reveal later, uh, being kill four, because later uh, his... Uh, his, his side bitch, or maybe it was his main bitch, I don't know, his bottom bitch, who knows. Uh, she gets heads, he, her head gets exploded by lasers, uh, searching for him. <laughs> Which is legit what happens. It's a head explosion <laughs> via lasers. Um, so Leslie is like, I, I want my cigarette, where's my cuck when I need him most? Right, right, right. And goes in, out into the mall to look for him. Um... Meantime, and I think Ferdy and, like, Allison get it on a little bit because bitch took off one of her six layers and she's <laughs> seen putting back on the outermost layer when, uh, you know, Ferdy and her are coming back on screen. Uh, you know, important because she may have felt something. Right, yeah, for sure. Um, so while Leslie is walking out into the middle of the ball, we get a really aggressive butt shot, of course. Right, gotta uh, have them, gotta have them. Gotta have them. Sex sells people. Yeah. Um, and she sees his collapsed body and then sees his neck that's slashed. And the robot comes out and basically like starts chasing after her, shooting lasers. And the robot, like, is so slow. (laughs) (laughs) All the robots are very slow. And I'm pretty sure I read this factoid as well. They were, like, kind of built together all hodgepodge from random other parts. And I think the director also did the voice of the robots. Because the voice, like, the robots always have these weird catch lines of, have a nice day. Or, like, (laughs) show your ID. Or, I am robot. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the robot is moving at a snail's pace, shooting later- lasers everywhere. Everywhere. These la- <laughs> these robots can't aim for shit. Really just spew out those lasers of varying intensity because at one point it makes a he- bitch's head explode. In another, it's like, oh, it grazed me. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, one of them hit her butt, I think. Well, one of them hit someone's butt anyway, but it really didn't do much of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that bitch, as we've said multiple times now, had plosion. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think kill number five. And this is where the robots, like, crash the party at Furniture King more en masse, and everyone kind of, like, runs in the air, or runs in, runs away. Yeah, and there's a whole, like, bunch of mayhem, a lot of, like, 
robot explosions and well yeah, no, not the robots exploding but they blow things up yeah yeah and like lasers shooting and by lasers we should also describe their i don't know like chunky blocks of color <laughs> moving across the screen Yeah, it's just like a fat smear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so they, they managed to lock the robots out in some sort of warehouse or not warehouse, in uh, some sort of storage room. And the girls and the guys kind of pair off. Uh, the girls go to the air ducts to try to make it to the park, the parkade. And the boys go to Peck and Pack Sporting Goods, uh, <laughs> to name another storefront. Where there are a lot of fucking guns and bombs. Right, yeah. They need to find some weapons. So they go to the the store in the mall to get guns and ammo. Right, and this being America, you can just buy that <laughs> at the mall. Like, literal bombs and assault rifles. Well, did they buy bombs or did they just buy gasoline canisters? Well, they bought the item or the ingredients to create a bomb. They were like, yeah, they were like pro, like miniature propane tanks. Which they, then, they then shot with the assault rifles that they did get at the sporting goods store. Uh, so effectively the same thing. I was Maybe I was just a little bit more perturbed by the amount of uh, rifles and ammunition they could get so easily. Yeah, that was that was a lot. Um, so they're, the girls are in the duct and it's hot in there. And Susie is being the most intolerable, annoying little bitch about it. Dude, I like love and hate Susie all at the same fucking time. Cause she is being the worst. Basically (laughs) being like, oh, big teeth guy needs me. And it's like, Susie, like no one needs you. Trust me. Uh, Yeah, you're more of a liability. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I can't stand this anymore. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Come on, Suze. Hang in there. Greg wouldn't want you to give up now. Go to hell, Linda. You do what you want, but I'm getting out of here. Susie, stop it. Please. Greg needs me. I know he does. And she has, yeah, she has a whole fit. She kind of makes, she forces the other girls to, like, get out of the the air ducts. Um, This is after the boys kind of, they send a rainbow, rambogram, I should say, a rambogram to this one robot. And they manage to kill it. Uh, They have a weird standoff of, like, everyone is shooting everything. And it's like, you guys aren't able to really aim things. But regardless... Uh, they kill one robot, and I like how they say as they're surveying the body, like, what is that? Robot blood. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, do you mean, like, oil or... <laughs> like, I don't think robots necessarily have blood. Yeah, I've, God knows. Um, so the girls are now walking through the balls because they're dumb and followed Susie out. Yeah, <laughs> dumb bitch Susie. Um, she really wants to find the guys, Uh and Linda's like, we shouldn't go empty-handed. So I guess they're trying to look for some weapons too. And they find like gasoline and whatnot and like flares. Yeah, no, no, no. So they find the gasoline things and they're making these like, kind of makeshift, almost like Molotov cocktails thing. Yeah. But Allison sees this display of road flares. Does she tell the whole group about them? No, she does not. 
She gets one road flare, puts it <laughs> under her 17 layers of sweaters, and has it gestate in between her breasts for like 18 hours. And, and forget I was like, about it. Yeah, and I was like, Allison, why don't you why don't you tell everybody else there are road flares here? It seems like a lot of your plan is based off of creating small fires to ignite explosions. The road flares <laughs> would probably be very useful. But also, okay, this idea of, like, creating fires and explosions in the mall. Like, you're locked into the mall and you're starting all these fires. Yeah, um, true, 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 true. Seem like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I, there, are, there are holes in all these plans and not the good kind of holes. Uh, no. Not anyways, the kind you want to stick your meat in. Exactly, exactly. Not even a pastrami meat situation. <laughs> uh, as this is all happening, Sue's is... Continuing to be the worst. And it's kind of amazing. But then, dude... Like, obviously, she's the next to go. Like, they, they signaled it really hard. But Susie, like, doesn't just die. She gets pwned, like, so hard. Like, the robots, I don't know, like, shoot her down. And then light her on fire. <laughs> then she's burned alive for a while, screaming... And, like, wastes away. Everyone else, it was pretty quick or it happened off screen. Like, Susie, they really let her have it. Well, okay. And also, like, when she got caught on fire. So, okay, before she was on fire, she was just crawling because I think she got shot in the butt or something. Yeah, yeah. It was a laser butt shot. And she, like, was crawling on the ground, like, to get away instead of running. And then the... the robot catches her on fire and then she starts she gets up and starts running when she should be like stop dropping and rolling right and Uh, she couldn't previously (laughs) run but she can now Uh, I also really enjoyed how when Suze was like crawling on the floor asking the two other girls like help me like those bitches do not move They're watching this girl fucking crawl her way there, and they get lit on fire, and they don't move a muscle. No. Uh, they're like, uh, good riddance. Yeah, it's like, yo, bitch, you've been really annoying for the past 40 minutes, so, like, I'm gonna let this play out. <laughs> so, the guys shoot the robot, but it's obviously no use. Uh, they all run, and I gotta say, the nerdy girl, whatever her name is, is actually, like, pretty athletic. Yeah, yeah. No, she actually, she has some good moments. Like, I hate Allison, but she, yeah, she can, she can run. I think in a couple moments, she, like, you know, managed to shoot something very precise. Because her dad mm-hmm. is a Marine, as we learn. Yeah, it's, like, right after here. Like, they do something in the elevator, blow the elevator Dude, up. Dude, there was, like, five <laughs> minutes of them shooting in an elevator. I did not understand why. <laughs> All I saw was, like, a bunch of shooting... Rick does like a big roll. He's rolling around or some shit. Uh, a and then Rick roll. A Rick roll. Thank you. Uh, and then, yeah, an explosion happens. It's like, okay, I don't, whatever. I, somewhere in the mix, big teeth dude Greg dies. Yeah, and Lord knows how that happens. Yeah. Do I care? He wasn't missed. I Zero barely percent. knew him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All I knew were his teeth, and I never wanted to know them. <laughs> So we cut to them chilling in some room, drinking once again. And um, like the nerd compliments the other nerd on being a good shot. Right. Um, they have like weird the, like, cuddles, which I found gross. Yeah, the cuddles are so oddly timed. 
And the other guy's like, why did you idiots leave the air shaft? You were safe there. And they're like, well, Susie thought you were in trouble. Yeah, so Greg isn't dead yet. No, well, I think by the time the cuddling happened, Greg is dead. There's like, there's basically two scenes of the exact same of them waiting around talking about how they're going to get murdered. Greg has this whole, why don't you stay in the air ducts? Da, 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 da. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, Greg dies. And then we have the exact same scene again. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, they're just like, um, we need to find the master computer. Right. And right. they have to go out into the mall again and find it, even though they have nowhere, no idea where it is. And they somehow end up back in like another store and they're using mannequins as human shields. There's more lasers so much more, more lasers shooting. more shooting the last third of this movie is lasers and shooting uh and in this shootout i don't know linda gets shot by a laser and this is again where i say the whole <laughs> inconsistency because yeah one bitch gets hit in the butt with a laser she's crawling <laughs> on the floor another bitch gets hit in the head it explodes uh <laughs> linda yeah more on the fatal end of the scale gets hit by one and as this is happening, I think one of the robots is already, like, kind of on the brink. And Rick has this oddly, like, it's supposed to be a heroic moment, but it's oddly unheroic. <laughs> because on some sort of, like, golf cart, he legit <laughs> just bumps into the robot and then gets electrocuted and dies. And I was like, oh, okay, that's it? He's done? Yeah, but the the robots explode. The right, robot right. explodes. The robot explodes, of course, of course, of course. Um, uh, and I just want to point out, the two nerds are watching, and Allison has bad camel toe. Uh, that's all I'm going to say um, about that's, that. That's all I want to hear about it. <laughs> and they continue to find the try to find the computer, but they don't know what door to go to. And Allison, the dumb bitch, it's like, I think we should split up. And yeah, the it's guy's like, like, that's a terrible idea. And it's the second time in this movie where she proposes the idea of splitting up. Uh, yeah, and it, one, it never works out in horror movies. And two, it hasn't worked out for you thus far. Literally everyone you know is dead. Right. Um, so uh, while she's alone, uh, she goes into some closet and the robot sneaks up on her. Um Fortunately, though, her man could hear her scream. Um, and so here the robot is not really reacting very much. Oh, dude. Giving her a lot of time. Yeah, this whole fucking shit is <laughs> like, yeah, like, like you know, pause and wait for dramatic effect city because fucking Allison screamed. This robot's doing nothing. Ferdy runs from like one end of the mall to the other one. Uh like, manages to, like, shoot the robot so it has a laser malfunction. And then he runs out of bullets and then, like, throws the gun at it. And it's like, yo, dude, you literally, you've literally, like, exploded several of these at this point. Do you really think that's going to, like, work out? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, dude throws a fire extinguisher at the robot. All right, The robot, it, like, <laughs> the robot was just, like, barely hit and then he throws the extinguisher back and like he falls down and hits his head and dies presumably 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 yeah um and the robot says thank you have a nice day right very important <laughs> uh the voice of jim Wynorski. thank you have a nice day Ooh. 
And then we get like a final girl, Allison versus the robot. Um, and this was the moment I was like, yo, how can you not outrun this robot? Because pretty fucking slow. <laughs> so slow and it's like lower half is like wheels right like it should go very fast yeah but it it don't it real don't uh anyways um allison decides to hide in roger's little shop of pets uh where she like you know she kind of like hides from him then we she's i don't know she's covered in snakes and spiders at some point i don't fucking know yeah yeah. Uh, and then we get we do get a classic horror movie cat moment where she's like walking like along silently through the store and a cat like you know meows by and she's like ah and it's like oh she's the cat which uh <laughs> happens in a lot of horror movies yeah cats are terrifying in a sense oh yeah where dude. they're foreboding uh pussies be scary for sure <laughs> Um, so basically she gets the idea of going to a paint store because she finds the flare in her bra right. or like in Through her Through the 24 layers of shirts. She's like, oh, right. <laughs> I haven't felt my actual body in years. I forgot that's what, that's what this is. It's not my middle boob. It's a road flare. Um, so she goes to a paint store and like splatters paint everywhere and varnish. Dude, and, and she's splattering paint and varnishing for like a good five minutes like i'm I'm pretty sure they were like oh we need to kill some more time it's okay let's like triple that paint varnish montage but the movie is already so short how much like do you need to shorten it i'm pretty sure this episode like us talking took longer that is true we are we have passed the point of the length (laughs) of this movie not necessarily but we could do it if we wanted to yeah Uh, i think the movie's like an hour 15 it could have been a hot 45 It could have been an episode of X-Files. Uh, yeah. It could have been nothing, and I think we would have been better for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or at least the same, which would have been fine, too. This, yeah, yeah. But I'm fine with having seen it. It was fun. <laughs> um, but we get ahead of ourselves. Yes, she she pulls this whole paint varnish and paint situation. She lures a robot in. The robot is, like, trapped. Not necessarily trapped, but it can't, yeah, it can't get any tread on this pool of paint uh, spread by troll girl Allison. Uh, Yeah. And then she, you know, lights the road flare and that causes yet another explosion. Yeah. And she hobbles away and sees that nerd boy is still alive and then they embrace. Yeah. And they're oddly happy for having (laughs) just witnessed many of their friends massacred. Yeah, for realsies. Like, uh, how can you just smile like that? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, is this like, is this like their meet cute? Like in a in a in a rom com? Like, oh, you know, we just met, you know, at the mall, and our friends got murdered in front of our faces by homicidal robots. <laughs> wow, what a touching tale! Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, and um, then um, they hug, and we pan out from the bottle of the mall, bottom of the mall. To the top of the mall to a bunch of flags and that's the end of the movie we end on flags yeah, baby that's the end of the movie um so yeah it was not a good movie obviously obviously not everyone knew that going in <laughs> and, i mean okay who do you think is the baddest bitch of the tv sh- not tv the movie the baddest bitch of- i want to give it to my girl Suze because she got done dirty so bad I was honestly gonna say Allison. 
Uh, yeah, but like you know, I just kind of hate her. Like obviously, she's she is the obvious choice. She is the final girl. I just like did not like her. Yeah, she was pretty lame. She was like just yeah, she was soups lame. Uh, I mean, we can give it to her for the fact of like literally no one else is in the running, uh, other Ooh, than maybe Linda. the robots. Not Linda, Lindsay. No, Who? Uh, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> Other generic white name. Yeah. Uh, no, the one, the one who like made the guy, the the Neanderthal, get cigarettes after sex. Oh, true, 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 true. What is her name? I have I her the actress's name is Susie Slater. Um, oh, that's kind of hot. That is kind of hot. I, I like a little bit of alliteration. Um, Susie Slater as Bimbo is what I wrote in my notes. Um, uh, Leslie, Leslie Todd. Leslie Todd. Or we could also give it to the beards. Oh, I mean, I didn't like the racism. <laughs> true, 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 true. Uh, okay, let's give it to, what would you say today was? Leslie Todd, Susie Slater? Leslie something. Leslie, Leslie. Leslie Todd, Leslie. Leslie Todd. Um, I'm here for it. I, I, liked, I liked her energy. I liked how her head exploded. Yeah, that was a good head plosion. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, that was pretty badass of her. Like, if you're going to die, you, your head might as well explode. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> it's better than having a butt plosion. I uh, feel like... Yeah, it really is. you might live through that. <laughs> tell me about it, girl. <laughs> I have lived to tell the tale. <laughs> and who do you think is the weakest bitch? Weakest bitch... There's a lot of people in the running here. Uh, Suze could also be in the running for weakest bitch, and she really like I want to say it. she was like the like the be- like the strongest weakest bitch I have ever seen. <laughs> like I like she like I'm not gonna say she necessarily embraced it. The movie embraced it, but she died in such fantastic, horrific fashion. Where I was like, wow, they really <laughs> didn't give two shits about your character. Yeah, no, that was pretty. That was pretty cold. I think Sue should get it. To be honest, I agree. Maybe, I agree. I only. Yeah, I, no, I want to commemorate her performance. Eh, not performance. I want to commemorate <laughs> what she gave to the film to some degree. Okay. And what better way than <laughs> this title? Yeah, they named her literally the weakest bitch in the entire thing. Uh, <laughs> I also do want to say that apparently in November 2011. Dry County Entertainment acquired the film rights and it was planning on a remake with a supernatural twist to Chopping Mall. Uh, the film set to be produced and written by Kevin Bocard and directed by Robert Hill. But as of January of this year, nothing has materialized. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like something anyone needs to make happen. Zero percent. I'm pretty fine with the unmaterial nature of the Chopping Mall remake. Immaterial, Ooh, immaterial. Chopping Mall 26, chop till you drop. Oh, uh, Chopping Mall 34, <laughs> uh, it's a chopathon, baby. I thought you were going to say, like, chop, chop some more. Oh, true, true no, but also uh, Chopping Mall 12, uh, chop, chop suey. <laughs> Or shopping mall, shopping mall six, a chop off the old block. Ooh, damn, that's a good one. 
<laughs> That's why it's number six. It's before they exhausted all the good ones. So with all that said and done, we've reached the end of yet another episode of Gem Girls Podcast. I hope you enjoyed us talking about this uh, shitty movie. If you want to continue following us when you're not hearing our angelic voices, you can check out our profiles on Twitter and Instagram at Gem Girls Podcast and go to our website, gemgirls.com. And if you ever want to give us a personalized message straight into our inboxes, you can reach us at our email, uh, heygirlhey at gemgirls.com. That's a real thing that really exists. I swear to God. Heygirlhey at gemgirls.com. Didn't need to be that ridiculous, but it is. Uh, And, of course, as we always say, uh, as you're typing your affectionate, praise-filled emails to us, make sure you also take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. And as is mall policy, because it's very, you know, chopping mall, chopping mall policy, uh, it's a five-star review and a positive review and or comment. Uh, we take nothing less. Yeah, like, come on, guys. Come on. You're already writing us emails. You might as well give us a positive <laughs> review. Uh, You're already telling all your friends about us. Yeah, I also like, mm, are they though? I feel like people who listen to our podcast don't have any friends. <laughs> You're already getting our logo tattooed on your butt. <laughs> I want our logo on people's like eyeballs. Oh, okay. <laughs> An eyeball tattoo. Exactly. You know what I mean? I do. I feel like they'll lose their eyeballs, though. That's not right. the Lord's will. That's true. Uh, complicated. We'll get into that at a later date. The metaphysics of an eyeball tattoo under the Lord's gaze. And by gays, I mean homosexuals. Uh, in a future episode. But until then, and until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous.